this is Candace Crane with Sheridan Hunt and Power Sports. And this is I Want to Do That, Women Helping Women Explore the Outdoors. And today we are talking to Rachel Black about backpacking. Welcome. Thank you. Okay, so we're talking about backpacking. And I know that you have done a lot of backpacking. So what got you interested in backpacking? Actually, before we start asking questions, let's define the difference between hiking, camping, and backpacking. Sure. Okay. So hiking is pretty much you're going to point A back to point B. Yes. And uh, you're usually carrying a pretty small pack and like uh, a day pack or day, something. Exactly. Maybe your water and a couple of snacks. Always and snacks. Me, yes. A lot of snacks. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. And then you're not staying the night. Uh, if you're using, if you're backpacking, however, you're going to, from point A to point B, stay in the night there, uh, and you can be doing multiple day trips or sorry, multiple, uh, like days nights. or multiple yes. nights. Yeah. And then camping would just be, you go somewhere, you set up your camp or your, your tent. car's next to you. Your, maybe your car's usually. next to you. Yeah. And yeah, that's a good, actually that's an <laughs> ideal way to camp. Um, and then, but you're not necessarily going from point A to point B. So in backpacking, you're taking all of your supplies, your food, your camp, whatever you need, and you're putting it on your back and you're going to the next destination and then you're setting up your, your camp again. Yes. Yes. Okay. Correct. Okay, so how long have you been backpacking and what got you interested in it? I've probably been backpacking about 11 or 12-ish years. And uh, I really got interested in it because uh, there's a lot of places that I wanted to see that are a little bit further away than just okay. a day trip hike. And so I wanted to be able to spend the night there, kind of hang out by the spot, take my time and be able to do little side trips as well, which is pretty great. So you started hiking, it sounds like, yes. and just doing like day hikes and then... You wanted to get into more backcountry or to other places that would take longer than one day to get to, or you couldn't drive to. And so you decided to try out backpacking. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So tell me about where, where have you backpacked? I've gone to, so I grew up in Montana, so I've done a lot of uh, backpacking in and around Montana. So uh, the Beartooth mountain range, the Absaroka mountain range, crazy mountain range. And then um, I've even got to go to Utah, backpack around there. And um, even in other countries like South America. I was going to say, just recently <laughs> you went to Patagonia. Yes, yes. yes. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but that's super exciting. So why did you choose those locations? Like, I know that you said you grew up in Montana, and so you're probably familiar with the backpacking opportunities around there. But, like, how did you even decide, okay, I want to do this particular trip? Uh, I feel like usually I just looked at a picture, uh, whether it be uh, on a map or uh, online, and I'm like, yeah, that looks like a cool lake to go to. Usually I'm uh, I'm drawn to lakes or waterfalls, so something okay. that I actually have a scenery at my end point, and that's usually where it brings me to. Also, I tend to backpack to a lot of peaks because those take a few extra uh, days. Uh, okay, so you would identify like a destination. I want to get here. Yes. And then would kind of map out how long it was going to take. Now, did you do all of these with other people? Did you do them solo? I've done both. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I've actually gone solo probably more so than, than with other people. Did you start going solo or did you start backpacking like your first experience backpacking, was it by yourself or was it with somebody no, else? No, it was with somebody else. Uh, and I had no idea what I was doing okay. at all. It was a disaster. Oh, no. Why? Um, well, I, I brought a, <laughs> you don't need, if you're spending two nights, you don't need five uh, pairs of clothes. You don't need oh, five pants, five sure. shirts. You don't yeah. need mascara. You, you don't, don't need, need mascara yeah. on your backpacking trip. Okay, there, good there's to know. things you just don't need. And so that's kind of what I uh, found out from the get-go is... Uh, 
there's things that you should take with you and things that, you know, you, you don't need as much of. Okay. So speaking of like learning how to backpack, how, who taught you? You said that you went with somebody initially mm -hmm. and it sounds like you learned some probably kind of painful lessons of, I have too much stuff in my pack and my yes. pack is too heavy, but how, how, how did you learn? Did somebody teach you? Did you teach yourself? Like I, I pretty much was self-taught after that. So he taught me the basics, the bare minimum. And then uh, once I got home from that trip and I had blisters all over my feet and I didn't know why, uh, that's kind of when I did a little bit of research online and I said, oh, okay, this is where I went wrong on a few different areas. Sure. I brought too much stuff. To but what did with. you love about that first experience that you were like, I got to keep, I got to figure this out because I want to keep doing this. Like, oh my what gosh. was it about it? it uh, we were the only ones up there. We, that, my first one was actually the highest peak in Montana. And so that was your first backpacking <laughs> That was my first experience. backpacking experience. Wow, okay. So we had to bring rope and harnesses and everything. And so yeah. it was just like this, uh, this great adrenaline rush. And you got to see um, so much of the mountain and uh, there were there were mountain goats by us, and it was just it was just beautiful. And this was one night or two nights. Your first two time? nights, two yes. nights. Okay, yes. so you could not have gotten to that place. Like, could you have driven there if you just no. did not want to backpack? Okay, no. <laughs> okay, so um, what's what's on your summer bucket list? Do you have any trip, trips planned to to go backpacking right now or this summer? What, if we ever get a summer here in <laughs> Wyoming, it's raining. It's, yes. it's raining every day. <laughs> um, I really want to do a crazy peak in the crazy mountains. That's in Montana. Um, I've, I've looked into it. I've tried it once, but just never got to make it up there. So I want to do crazy peak and I also want to do cloud peak in Wyoming. <laughs> okay. Is that the one that you're going to let me come yes, with? Yes. That, that's the one you're invited to okay, go good, with okay, this time. Good, good, good. <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk about for, for people who are listening that want to backpack. I have a little bit of backpacking experience, not as much as you do, but I have a little bit. So let's talk about, um, some essentials. So our, our three kind of big essentials are our pack, our sleeping bag and our tent. Um, what, what do you have? Why did you make those selections? And, you know, what advice can you give for people who are thinking I've done some day hikes and I'm interested in maybe backpacking, but I'm not even sure where to get started. So those three kind of big sure. gear essentials, what do you have? So for a sleeping bag, uh, usually you're going to, uh, go with, uh, a mummy versus a rectangle bag. So, uh, mummy is just going to be a little bit less material. So it's, uh, it's lighter yeah. and, uh, and then you have the option between a synthetic or, uh, down. or a down. And yep. so I liked I like a mummy and a down because down is usually a little bit more uh, warm. It can compact a little bit more, and it's just lighter than synthetic. My boyfriend hates it because he's allergic, but um, <laughs> well, that's a problem. it's, it's yes. better for me. So yeah. Um, and uh, and usually I like the twenty degree uh, temperature rating on okay. it, but. Uh, depends now if you can go colder you can warmer I guess you can make it you can get a sleeping bag to where you stay warmer in the colder temperatures Correct. right yes. so is 20 degrees kind of um is that is that still considered a winter bag or is that a all seasons bag would it, you say it's it's considered the three seasons I would say for okay. for me um okay. I would say zero degrees would be more of your four season bag okay uh but you do also want to look the rating is different for men versus women and so if you're oh. getting a unisex bag um, the rating for the 20 degree will actually be like a 30 to 35 degree for a woman. So it's just oh. important to look at that and kind of know if you run hot or run cold. Yes, or, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And I have the mummy bag and I've realized that I 
am a side sleeper, um, especially when I'm camping, and it's d- more difficult for me to get onto my side. So um, for our listeners who <laughs> like that, just another consideration, right, that you yes. could do, if you do the square, you've got a little bit more room to move around. Totally. But um, what's the downside of the square? You're, it's not as warm, basically, not as insulated? No, or not- it, uh, it's, it's great. It's just, uh, it's going to be, it's going to take up more room in your bag. Oh, more fabric. Yes, so yes. More, okay, and it'll okay. just uh, usually be a little heavier, too. So that okay. was my, my main thing is I didn't want it to be heavy because I, I know I backpack by myself a lot. Okay. So you're carrying all that weight by yourself. You're not mm-hmm. being able to divide the weight. Okay. So let's talk about your pack. What type of pack do you have? I know you have a lot. I've been to your house. You have a lot of packs. <laughs> so. My backpacking pack, surprisingly, is is an old pack. It's uh, like 10 years old now. So um, I I would say if I was to get a new one, I would want it to have, uh, I like the, obviously you need a hip um, belt as well as a chest belt. Okay. Uh, but um, they make you know, phones a lot bigger these days. Yes. So my phone doesn't fit in my hip uh, side, okay. which I would, I would like that. And I would, uh, I would recommend a pack that has a easy accessible, uh, side zipper to where you can, you know, get something in the middle of the bag okay. pretty easily. Yeah. So I was just recently at becoming an outdoors woman that's put on by game and fish. And I attended the backpacking session. It was unbelievably informative and for uh you lady listeners uh whether you're in wyoming or any part of the country i would absolutely encourage you to consider becoming an outdoors woman every state has it it was an an unbelievable program and i'm so grateful for it but one of the things that um we talked about and we, we we got to experience in the backpacking session was um how the pack actually fits on your back and for me being a little bit on the petite side i've struggled with longer packs that have been really uncomfortable on my shoulders like i like to carry the majority of the weight in my hips which is so key. yes yeah. and what i've found with these newer packs is the um the what did you call it? like a belt the cinch mm-hmm. is um they're a lot firmer now than what they used to be so you literally feel like all of that weight is sitting on your hips. And mm-hmm. for us ladies, we have hips. Like, you know, men, you don't have hips. A little <laughs> bit easier maybe in some regards for a man to navigate the outdoors. But for us, having those hips, all of oh, that weight can, yes, can sit right on those hips. So um, I was really um, just, I was like, oh, wow, there's, there's so many packs that can really fit your body. So it's important to go and you know, try them on or Agreed. work with yes. an expert on it. Yes. I would say, I would say the one size packs are just, they're not going to be as comfortable as if you get a small or medium yeah. or extra small pack and, and different brands are different for uh, the frame and just the person in general. Person, so it's yeah. important just to try them out and mm-hmm. uh, see which, which is best for you. Cause I'm a small or I'm an extra small, like, which obviously depends. you like your pack still, cause I it's do. been 10 years. I mean, <laughs> certainly, like you said, some things have changed. And the other thing that I learned about the packs and kind of preferencing is that some people like a lot of zippers and a lot of like little places to put things in a pack. Whereas I tend to like to create my own little mini packs within my pack. Like I like to have little plastic bags and I don't know, it's just easier for me to reach in and know if I need my first aid bag or my toothbrush bag or whatever, you know, then I just kind of put them in separate little mini packs. So that was another consideration is do you like to have pouches for things or do you like to kind of self-organize? I like self-organizing yeah. more. Yes. And yeah. I like having a little bit more pockets uh, just in general, I think it's easier to for me to organize. Yeah. I'm I'm a kind of all out there organizer in the first place. So yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. So let's talk about your tent. So you, like you mentioned, you do a lot of solo camping. Now you have a dog. You have quite a few dogs, do. but you <laughs> you have one dog in particular that you um, hiked with a lot. She's a smaller dog. Mm-hmm. You have some bigger dogs now. So what size tent do you have, and are you going to stick with that with that tent? Do you think? So yeah, I I have a three person tent actually, and oh, I you have a three person tent. Love it. Yes, because backpacking tent 
sense, they do just run a little smaller in general. Yeah. So it is it is pretty tight. So to you have, have a light, three it's people. It's a lightweight tent. Correct? It is. It's, okay. a, it's a lightweight tent. It, it it does fit uh, three people in, but I like it that it has two doors. So if uh, I'm not an early riser at all, so oh, if somebody shocking. wakes up yes. earlier than me, they can use their own door, and okay. I get my door. Okay. Um, and and I also like that the fly itself it uh, has vestibules is what they're called, and so you can put your backpack between the fly and the tent, and so okay. it keeps just it has extra storage space to keep things dry. And which you're I not love. you're like you're comfortable with the larger weight or the the bigger weight i guess with the larger tent like you're yes. okay with that trade-off mm-hmm. yes. now have you ever done like a single tent or a two-person tent i haven't no i've i've only used my three-person tent and usually it's just uh i like having the extra space which sounds a little crazy but um and a lot a lot of the times in the um, when you're backpacking sometimes there's too much bugs or sometimes there's sure. too there's there's so much rain and so you're just gonna stay in your tent for a while anyways so, so it's you like to have that of, space yes okay so what about things in your pack that you can't live without now that you've done this quite, you know, you've, you've hiked and or backpacked enough to know what you need in your pack that you couldn't live without. So what, what is that for you? So bear spray for sure. Uh, depending on where I'm going, I also like to bring a pistol uh, and uh, then a headlight. I, I cook with a jet boil. So that's a, that's key for me. Okay. And then a pea cord and a, like a bear bag. And I always bring my puffy no matter what, because I'm always cold. Even in the middle of winter or summer, I'm saying you're going to bring your puffy. I will always bring my puffy and uh, bug spray, bug spray. Yes. And a water purifier. What about a chair? Because for me, the first time that I went, I learned pretty quickly that I like to be able to just sit down in a chair and take my boots off. And I don't know, for some reason, just sitting on the ground after you know, walking and hiking with 40 pounds on my back. I just want to be like in a chair. So I bought one of those little tiny, like lightweight chairs, but I know that that's kind of a preference that I have that everybody has. Like, do you care I, about that? I do not care about what that. What about but... taking your boots off? Do you, do you have like, always, um, I always bring chalk or I always bring like some sort of sandal. Yeah. Chacos or Tevas, whatever. Um, well, I thought I, you were going to say Crocs cause that's your favorite. I, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I to be noted. I do not like Crocs. <laughs> to be noted. She does not like Crocs. Yes. Okay. No, I usually, um, I'll, I'll sit on my sleeping pad if I do want a softer place to to sit because that's more important to me than a little chair I guess okay okay so let's talk about planning because I know that it can seem really intimidating the backpacking that I have done has been predominantly in Minnesota on the Superior Hiking Trail so you have a trailhead you have a trailhead you have a trailhead and you have a map and you just go from point A to point B or point C or point D and the most challenging part is figuring out you know the shuttling right so if I get dropped off one place and I get picked up another place how's all that going to work um I have and then I've also hiked in in Patagonia as well but same kind of concept where you just go from one camp to the next camp I have not done like true backcountry hike backpacking or even hiking for that matter where you just kind of create your own route like how so how do you even plan like I know you said that you identify destinations but then how do you figure out how you're going to get there where you're going to set up your your camp what if there are too many people at that camp? Like all those little logistics, how do you work that out? Uh, well, usually there are never too many people at the camp, which is great. Um, cause I, there in Montana, there's not a lot of people to begin with, but so you know where the camps are ahead of time though, or not, uh, you kind of just, uh, no, no, okay. you don't. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, you, once, once you get there, uh, you'll do, usually I just do a lap around the lake or the lap around where I'm at and kind of figure out where I want to um, set up my tent. Sometimes, uh, depending on where you're, where you're going, they have signs saying specifically, you can't be uh, this close to a lake, for example. Okay, so you have sure. to be like 200 feet away from the lake. Um, so you just kind of keep that 
to take that into account. Now, what if the up. lake is like 20 miles away and you're doing 10 miles a day? Because 10 miles, 10 to, to what, 15 miles. I mean, I know I've done 10 miles before, but I've struggled. <laughs> um, and that was out without elevation. But um, how many on, miles on average per day do you think is reasonable, especially for somebody who's starting out? I would say I would say six to 10 miles. That's, okay. that's, I mean, your first trip, my first trip was a little longer, but uh, I like the six mile trips because, you know, per, it gives so you, six miles per day. Yeah, yeah. So how do you know, like, do you just go six miles and then kind of look around and say, all right, I'm tired. I'm going to set up a camp. Or are you able to identify that there is a camp that I'm walking or I'm hiking to yes. within the first 10 miles and I'm going to get there and I'm going to set up camp? Yes. Yes. So some days are going to be different. I usually like to set up uh, around, around a body of water because that means I get fresh water. I can refuel nice. everything. I can yep. wash my, I can wash my dishes if need be. Yeah. I can wash my clothes. So, um, some, yeah, one day I could be walking six, one day it could be walking 10 and it's, okay. it's fine that way. I, I do plan it out on the map though. I can see, I can see, okay, this is how far that's going to be and that's yeah. how long it'll take me. And then I can base the rest of my trip off of that. Okay. So how do you make sure that the, your friends and family and your loved ones know where you are during this time, right? So you have kind of your plan, but of course, sometimes plans change, but let's just assume that you're staying on track with, with a plan. How do you make sure that you're staying safe and that your loved ones know that you're okay and that you're safe? Always, always leave a note and let somebody know uh, in general. Uh, sometimes I will put uh, a note at the beginning of the trailhead saying I'm I'm backpacking out this oh, way. Oh, you like some, stick the actual note on the trailhead? <laughs> some, some trailheads actually have a sign in, sign out sheet. Okay. If it's kind of uh, far out. Uh, okay. So they'll, they'll have a sign in, sign out sheet, which is great. And then yes, I will write a note or uh, call somebody, tell them exactly where, I'm be, where I will be and when I should be back. And then I also just got a Garmin too, which is super helpful. Oh yes, helpful. okay, so tell me about this Garmin. So, so it's an in range, correct, is what you bought. In reach and yes. reach thank you thank you <laughs> and so it's really it's really cool it uh it connects up to my phone and so it, if i want to write the longer messages i can do it on my phone so as satellite connection to. you mm -hmm. have a subscription to it yes. correct yes and then you can't make phone calls but you can send text messages correct. my understanding right yes yes okay and so yeah you can let somebody know if you're safe and if you arrived where you wanted to go and mm -hmm. then uh there's an SOS button too, if it really turns Can bad you receive for you. messages as well or you just can. send? You can send and yes. receive. Okay. So yes. your plan is then you let people know where you're going. You'd kind of text when you get there. I've also heard about, um, which I think is really great advice of putting your plan in your car as well. So if, if for some reason, you know, search and rescue needs to come and, and, and help to locate you, they get to your car and they can see where your plan is in your car. So just kind of having it, if you don't have it on the trailhead, maybe if there's unplaced on the trailhead, to put it in your car. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, advice for new backpackers. If you were to take a new backpacker on a trip with you, let's just say this summer when we get our summer eventually, <laughs> um, how would you have them prepare for the experience? Uh, I'm a big note person. And so I would, I would write everything down that you need for your trip and kind of have like a check off system, which and you can find online. I know REI yes. has a, has a backpacking checklist and I'm sure a handful of other places do, but I know that REI does as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think, I think that's like the biggest thing is, you know, you're not going to forget anything in that, in that realm. And then, yeah. um, also, uh, try and be the one that carries the food. If you're going with the group, because your pack's going to be lightest oh, on the did, way back. Yes, We didn't even talk about food. So let's talk about that quick before we move more in advice. So so what type of food do you do you eat when you're out backpacking? Uh, I'm a big, 
Uh, I like to bring bagels. I know it's weird, bagels? but yes, what I, are you it's talking something about? that always makes me full. So <laughs> I, but but besides bagels, so I bring chairs. You bring bagels. Okay, <laughs> it's my no weird, crocs, it's my weird perk with, with okay. backpacking. Uh, but I I always recommend something high in protein. So protein bars, tuna, uh, nuts, things like that. And then what I about like, for meals? Do you do and then dehydrated I like, meals? I like dehydrated meals. Okay. Yes. Um, I usually just do rice aroni packs though because they're really cheap and you just put it right in the jet foil and it cooks it for versus you. like a mountain house, yeah. which is going to be ten dollars versus a dollar. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you're doing the backpacking on the cheap. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay, so you don't necessarily have to invest in the like the mountain house food, which is very good, and I've had it before. It's mm-hmm. very good, and and um, I don't know if it's just me or everybody does this, but like I eat the whole thing to myself. Like it says that you're supposed to have two servings, but I just eat it by myself. Oh, totally. Okay, yeah, every okay, time <laughs> without a doubt. Okay, go. I'm not the only one that does that. Um, but so rice aroni. I've also heard um, the bags that have like Indian food in them, kind of the same type of concept where yes. you just heat it up in the jet boil you, or you warm up water with your jet boil, drop that in, let that let that hot water warm up the contents inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend once that would bring a small bag of couscous and would make the couscous with the water that he used to heat up the um the contents in the bag and then would just dump the couscous inside of the Indian yes. food bag and you have your whole your whole meal there so mm-hmm. different ways to do this I know that there's also t- like I think there's Pinterest boards dedicated oh, to just so much <laughs> backpacking food so <laughs> if that's something that's maybe preventing you from doing it plenty of, of of resources so speaking of resources what are some other resources that you would suggest people can turn to if they are preparing for that first trip or maybe they've done some hiking and they want to you know do an overnight or two like what other resources would you recommend so I I usually go on all trails uh, first of all I, I like to see if the path is clear a lot of people write reviews on how the trail was and then uh it was it easy to find is there forks in the road you can kind of look through uh, all of that information and be like okay this is a good time to do this trail yes. and then um and then i just i like googling everything so um i think it's i think it's important to kind of refresh yourself like how high you should have a bear bag for example and oh. how far away you should have it from your tent and so yes. things that you just want to look at ahead of time um, is really helpful I have never backpacked in grizz country <laughs> I've I have seen black bears uh in Minnesota they were still a little frightening but also kind of cute uh, very loud <laughs> actually I didn't realize like when they're moving through the woods in, in close proximity they are loud they're yes. very loud they're very loud um the grizz country backpacking I'll be honest is super intimidating um, and I, I agree with you that I think just the more resources that you can have, the better to understand how to stay safe. Um, I think they recommend a hundred, at least a hundred yards away of anything that you, anything that has a scent. So whether mm-hmm. it's toothpaste or it's your clothes that you cooked in, or it's obviously the food, mm-hmm. uh, any residual food left over. Um, but anything that has a scent you want to put in that bag and get to get that bag in a tree as far away from you as you possibly can. Um, I also found, um, learned about in my um, Becoming an Outdoors Woman session this past weekend about the um, bear, um, like, cube. Have you seen these before? I have. They're a little heavier, yeah. They're heavy. But if you're going to a place that doesn't have a lot of trees, like if mm-hmm. you were to be, um, like, backpacking in Worland or, or Thermopolis, maybe where it's a bit more flat and more desert-like, where there's not a lot of trees that you can hang, um, these cubes uh, are great because the bear's big paws can't open them. So, Correct. Yes, yeah, so yes. it's kind of the same concept where you put all your stuff in it and then you just put it far away from far away from your tent. Um, and then they there's actually videos on YouTube of them like pawing them around and they can't get them open because they 
don't have fingers. Right. And I could struggle to get it open <laughs> as well. So I can understand. Um, and then I also wanted to just point out on the all trails, one of the mistakes that I made kind of early on with even hiking is looking at all trails ahead of time, but then forgetting that when I'm going to be on the actual trail, I'm not going to have service. So not either not downloading the map ahead of time, I've made that mistake, but I also tend to like to just take screenshots of what I'm seeing, especially mm -hmm. if it's like the reviews, because sometimes in the all trail reviews that people leave, there's better content than like what's on the actual page for that hike or that backpack. So um, backpacking trip. So I've just kind of taken screenshots of what somebody's saying. Like when you get to this, you know, fork in the road and you have water on the left and you've got a, a blue, a tree with blue leaves on the left, turn right. It's like, what? You know, I'm not going to remember this. So I just take that little snapshot. Totally. I think that's I super that. important. Yes. Yes. I was going to say that. Take a photo of everything because you're not going to have service out there. You're not going to have service. <laughs> yeah. I always am like, okay, I'm super prepared. And then I get out there and I'm like, oh, let me just go back to this resource that I had. And then I don't have service. So <laughs> that's not fun. Okay. So super helpful, Rachel. In conclusion here, what words of encouragement do you have for our listeners that are on that cusp? And I know I'm on that cusp when it comes to Grizz country. Like I haven't done it in Wyoming. I haven't done it in a place where I have potentially could see a grizzly bear still very intimidating. Although I have backpacked some, like what advice do you have for our listeners that are like, man, I really want to do this. I just don't know if I'm ready. Just do it. It is worth it. Um, it it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a little intimidating at first for sure, and it's it's gonna be hard a hard night's sleep the very first time you go. I know I barely slept the first night. And then every, you gotta get up and every, hike like yeah, six every, every, every little sound. You're like, oh my gosh, what was that? Um, <laughs> but honestly, just breathe through it. Um, animals, wildlife, they're just as afraid of you as we are of them. Yeah, they, it's a good reminder. they usually like to keep their distance, uh, and we obviously want to keep our distance too. We want a cool picture of them. But besides yeah, that, I, for I'm sure. not backpacking. We usually don't. Um, yeah. But I would say just uh, just be prepared. Uh, make sure, you, you know, you look at the list. Bring what you need to bring. Don't bring really smelly food or anything yeah. like that. I, yeah. I would say when I went with my mom, she brought pizza. And I was like, what? Don't do that. <laughs> we're, we're in bear country right now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's it's the little things like, yeah, smells. They they can, they can have a great sense of smell. So yeah. Uh, try and bring dehydrated food. That's, that's important. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, just enjoy yourself. It's, mm -hmm. it's so much fun once you get, once you get into it and it's, it's not that terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I think my, after my first time doing, I did, I did a two night or three day, two nights and it was in, um, it, it wasn't in the mountains, but it was in a lot of cliffs and, and bluffs. So there was lots of ups and downs. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like you just climbed and then you plateaued. It was like up, down, up, down, up, down, mm -hmm. up, down, you know, the entire time. And there's a lot of kind of technical ground, a lot of roots, a lot of rocks. And so I was, you know, either potentially rolling an ankle or slipping or sliding, you know, and it just, it, it, it was very taxing. But when I finished it that first time, I mean, I just cried. Like I just was, I just felt so proud of myself and I had really pushed my body to limit that I, I didn't think that I was capable of doing, you know, and when you first put that, that pack on and it's so heavy and you're, and you're like, how am I going to possibly go, you know, even two days, right? How am I going to get to my destination today, sleep the night mm -hmm. and then go again the next day. And when you, when you string that together and you accomplish it, I don't know. I think it just feels like such an amazing feeling. And of course, the other benefit is that you get to see things and places that you can't get to anywhere, any any other way, right? right. By car or um, by UTV or ATV, like just 
putting putting your pack on, putting your boots on, and going and being able to explore the outdoors in a in a really special way is there's something really exciting about it. So yes, so try it. Please do it. Please it's so try much fun. It. And please take me when you go. <laughs> where where are we going again? Cloud Peak. Okay, please take me to Cloud Peak. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. This has been really helpful, and hopefully for all of you guys listening, it inspires you to check out backpacking and try it out because you know, I want to do that too. Thanks y'all. Have a great day.